Welcome to the Mostly Podcast at Night, episode 207, Christine. Body by this podcast, soul by Satan. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a good tagline. Yeah, it's definitely tagline. Um, accurate, too, yes. you know. Our souls are held by Satan. I meant this movie. Oh. Okay, well, I was just being a little more helpful. Hello, Chaos. Hello, Carnage. How are you? I am fantabulous. How are you? Good. I'm going to tell our viewers, even though it was last night and it's not today, um, because we had a false start last night, but last night, Chaos could not get their cat, Penny, Winnie, Winnie, Winnie. off the chair for 15 minutes. <laughs> Winnie was in the podcast chair, and Chaos tried. For like 15 minutes. Could not get the cat out of the I chair. don't know if it was that long. And no, no, it was. I was, I was, wait, I was watching. <laughs> I was watching. This she, she thought I was wanting to snuggle. And so she was just rolling around on the chair. And, and then I would try to pick her up. And she'd be like, no, I don't want to be picked up. So she'd hook her claws, claws into the and chair. And Question. Yes. Did Winnie think you were snuggling this morning when she tore up your hands? No, then she thought we were playing. Question. Yes. Is your cat dumb? <laughs> no, I believe she can speak fairly well. No, you know she is, because she can't speak. <laughs> That's just rude. <laughs> I didn't ask if she was deaf and dumb. I just asked if she was dumb. <laughs> That's what dumb means. It means you can't talk. Okay, well, then I guess she is dumb then. You have a dumb cat. I'm sorry. Not like a lot. But I'm sorry. Not like a lot, but you're sorry. She's, she, and then, yes, this morning she mauled my hand. Both hands. Well, yeah, well, because the other hand then came in to try to get her claws out of my first hand, and then she mauled the second hand while not letting go of my first hand. Good time. Yes, it was not pleasant. definitely not pleasant she just like oh sorry I have to shut this off now it's Jay Quellen oh she said she was going to the store first and she called me back later I thought I had like an hour and a half I had 10 minutes guys sorry alright continue with your mauling story she um (laughs) what was I gonna say just no, just that she um she gets excited and then she's like, "Oh, let's play." And it's like, "I was petting you. That's not where we're going with this." Like Oh, I understand. I understand. That's how I get at sometimes. I play with people and then I just mom like a tiger. Oh, yeah, you yeah. do. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, how are you other than the tiger mauling? Other than being mauled by a tiger, I'm fine. Good. I'm great. Had to hear that. You? Fantastic. Awesome. Saturday, we just saw our friend. Well, most of our friends. 
We saw a bunch of our friends, yeah. Um, we don't see them very often, everyone. I don't see anyone very often anymore. Fuck COVID. Like, kind of screw everything up. You're like, we saw friends on a regular basis. Yeah, we were seeing friends at least once a week. Yep. Before COVID, pre-COVID. That's like once every three months. Now it's, yeah, the last time we saw them was literally like three months ago. Or more, I think. When was the last writing sprint we held? Like, um, I want to say like October, September. It was almost like... Wow, really? Was it that long ago? Yeah, we haven't seen Mav in forever either. And we haven't seen Mav. I've seen her because we went to the reptile show together. I see how this, just because I don't like icky things, means I don't get to see Mav. Whatever. Yeah, pretty much. Icky things. I will say it again, people. Icky things at the reptile show. Whatever, shut up. (laughs) Um, No, but otherwise, I'm fantastic because it's Saturday afternoon. And it's Ohio, so it snowed already this morning and rained, and now the sun's out. <sighs> now so, the sun's out, but yeah. April day. It'll probably sn- snow again later. <laughs> or at least it will tomorrow. Yep. Average April day. Yep. Definitely. Um, do you want to, I guess, tell them where we are and what we do? I guess we'll just hop right into it today, then? Yeah. Sure. Um, we are the Mostly Podcast Tonight. We are two best friends of 20 years who bicker and banter our way through a different horror movie each week. We take turns picking the flicks because um, that's how it works. And also, most of the time we do so in order to bring you a movie that we especially want to see or um, because it's one of our faves. But sometimes we do it just to annoy the other person. However, that was not what was with the pick pick this week. But when it does happen, we go to... The hashtag Mariana's Trench of Hate, where we have our very own octagon, where we MMA-style duke it out when we don't see eye to eye. And also, spoilers ahead and expletives ahead. You know what I've realized about the octagon and how we MMA fight quotes? We couldn't probably even throw a punch at each other. Like, we have no sports skills, either of us. Oh, yeah, no. Like, we could probably have a slap fight in the octagon. I could elbow you in the face. I mean, I've, my derby skills have given me some combative ability, but... I can claw your eyes out. Okay. <laughs> I, need, I need something here. All I have is slap fight. You, you have elbowing. I need something. I have pretty sharp nails. I think I can claw your eyes out. It's not really MMA-style fighting. It's Well, I guess it is. I mean, it is mixed arts, so it's just not the martial part. It's just mixed I, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure... No martial art has the claw eyes out. Or the slap fighting, the elbowing, but whatever. They might have an eye gouge, you never know. Bet there is an eye gouge somewhere. Bet somewhere has an eye gouge. Anyway, uh, this week we did Christine. It was done in 1983. It got an R rating, an hour and 50 minutes long, and it was a 6.7 on the IMDb scale. What about the tomato meter? So glad that you asked, because I don't have it sitting in front of me. I kind of knew. Like, I didn't know, but I kind of had an inkling. Because my tablet is still in its bag from group earlier. I I remember it being very close to the IMDb score, though. Okay, I found it. Uh, I'm so glad that you asked, because the tomato meter is sitting at a 69%. Critics' consensus. The cracks are starting to show in John Carpenter's directorial instincts. But Christine is nevertheless silly, zippy fun. 
Audience score, 64%. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. I just think it's rude about John Carpenter, though. I'm just going to say that. Seriously, I don't understand the critics' ideas about this movie at all. Like, what cracks are trying to show? Like, what exactly is so horrible about it? Well, I mean, things and stuff, but that's not John Carpenter's fault. That's, like, the writing's fault, right? Like, couldn't we blame it on the script, the screenplay? I think we could. I don't know. I mean, could we? Because you have read the book, right? Yes. So you would know better And there's than definitely me. a departure, which we will talk about. I mean, we're going to review the movie itself. But you can't, like, review the movie without talking. Like, we've always talked about, like, the source material. So um, it does take a departure. But if I take it just as a movie by itself, it's not a bad movie. Right? Right. It's kind of fun. I love this movie. It's got really a flavor of camp to it just a little bit. I think. Yeah. Um, should we go through cast? So we can actually dive, get there. deep dive into this. You're trying to get to the cast? Yeah. Well, no cast for you. Arnie was played by Keith Gordon. Um, yes, he was in I Love Trouble, Back to School. And most of these, uh, most of these days, he just directs. So. Dennis was John Stockwell. He was in Top Gun, My Science Project, and Dangerously Close. Lee was Alexandra Paul. She was in Dragnet, Piranha, and she's my favorite character on Baywatch. Oh, that's right. You watch Baywatch. No, I used... No, no, no. Watched. In my youth, I watched Baywatch. Like, so let's use the past tense there. Okay, whatever. It, a very important distinction. Darnell was Robert Prosky. He was in Broadcast News, Mrs. Doubtfire, and Hoffa. Love that movie. Junkins was Harry Dean Stanton. He was Alien, Pretty in Pink, and The Green Mile. LeBay was Robert Blossom. He was in Home Alone, Close Encounters of a Third Kind, and Escape from Alcatraz. Buddy was William Ostrander. Uh, he was in North and South, Mulholland Drive, and Mike's Murder. Is that? No, we want to go down to Moochie. Moochie. You're not going to do Rich? No. Well, Moochie's first, then Rich is next. On IMDb. Well, you, I know, but you said you weren't going to go down to Moochie. No, yeah, we're going to do Moochie, Rich, Vanderberg. I'm asking how long, how far we're going to down. Roseanne. We're going through Roseanne? Through Roseanne. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Did I do Buddy? We did Buddy. Okay, Mr. Casey was played by David Spielberg. I was skipping Mr. Casey. <laughs> Moochie I got was for played by Malcolm Denare. <laughs> um, he's the AKA 80s Jonah Hill. Uh, he was in Robin Hood Men in Tights. Minor role. Rich was Stephen Tash. Minor role in Ghostbusters. Vandenberg was Stuart Charno. Friday the 13th. And Roseanne was Kelly Preston. Kelly Preston, aw. Jerry Maguire, Gotti, and Twins. And the late uh, Miss... Uh, uh, the passed away Mrs. John Travolta. That's what she was most famous for at the end. But oh. do you want um, a short little summary? I would love one of Carnage's famous five second summaries. Boy buys car, things go awry. They certainly do. That's a very <laughs> apt description. Um. So yeah, we're gonna head right into the movie a little bit, if that's okay with you. Yeah. Um, okay. So it starts off at 1957. We're Christine, the red 1958 Plymouth Fury is made. 
she is on the assembly line. She maims one inspector by slamming the hood onto his hand and then kills another when he drops cigar ash in her car. Yes. She's just evil from the assembly line. Like, nothing... Nothing. She's not like possessed by an evil spirit that you know, like came into her after somebody crashed in the car and died or something. Like she's just evil right off the bat. Yes, in in the movie, mm-hmm. in the book, it's different. But we'll talk about that later. Oh yes, we'll have to we'll talk, talk about, about that later. later. Um, how did he die though? Like, what did they chalk that up to? The guy in the like, like they pull up in the door and he's like just flops. Out was like a he fish. the one who was crushed? No, he was the one that he was smoking a cigar and they just opened the door and he's in the car dead. One of them was crushed. No, that was Darnell later. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I don't think he was. Cr- they don't show how he died. They just, but it's like okay, you've got this dead guy in a car and you're just not even going to explain how he died. But okay, whatever. Okay. Uh, we we fast fast forward. Flash, wow! Flash forward to 1978, um, where you've got Arnie. He's the stereotypical nerd. He wears like the thick black plastic frame glasses, and he's part of the chess club. And he's kind of a dork. You know, they they show set it up right from the bat where he he's trying to take out the trash for his mommy, and the bag breaks everywhere. And he's just kind of like they set it up that he's a loser. Yeah, he's a total. Loser, he's got bullies on at school that pick on him, and, they... and it's up to his best friend, the football player, the handsome football player, to to protect him from these bullies. Yeah, basically. Which, how do they even become friends? I'm just they saying. were probably like childhood friends, and they just didn't let the you know high school social social hierarchy tear them apart. That's how he notices fiction, folks. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> um. They're talking about Dennis, and that's Dennis, and Dennis and Arnie are talking about how they're taking shop, and you get to school, and Arnie's poor lunch in the paper bag with his yogurt is taken by the school bully buddy and his little reprobates of Moochie and Vanderberg, and uh, we just did the other one. Who was the other one? Richie. Richie, yeah. Yeah. Not that their names really matter, but they're named, I guess. We should probably call them by their name and not just buddy and his a-holes, which is what I refer them to. Or when I'm talking about AKA 80s Jonah Hill, because he looks like Jonah Hill. The man looks like Jonah Hill. He does look like Dime Store 80s Jonah Hill. Yes, he does. Well, just like Buddy looks like Dime Store 80s John Travolta. Yes, he does. From Greece. Oh my God. When he, okay, I know we're skipping ahead a little bit, but it's not a spoiler. When he jumps up on top of on Christine's roof and hood, all I can think of is go Grease Lightning. <laughs> Grease Lightning, go Grease Lightning. It's what it reminds me of. Um. <laughs> oh, that musical is so painful. I know. I was. I we didn't do Greece for a musical while I was in high school at all. But mm. my. But I was in choir, and in choir we had to sing like a highlight of medleys from the. Damn, I remember that from the damn show, and it was so annoying. I hated it. I didn't. I hated the musical, and I certainly didn't want to memorize the songs. But to this day, I have the songs memorized. Note to self: make playlist of Grease music and have it on the car when chaos is riding. That's just me. not fair. Oh, oh, that's it's just, not fair. That's just cruel and unusual. Yes, it is, and that's what I am: is cruel and unusual. I am both those things. You said it, not me. Oh, I, I fully own the cruel and the unusual part. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So, Buddy 
Buddy and, and his goons jump them. He's got a switchblade. Yeah. So basically what happens is a, a class a teacher comes in, Buddy ends up getting expelled, and the reparates end up getting suspended for a while. Mm-hmm. This is important later. Yeah. It's because Arnie and Dennis. Boo fucking who. Yeah. They should have gotten suspended and expelled. Um, but Dennis and Arnie are driving home, and Arnie spots this car, and it's Christina's 1958 rusted out bucket of bolts Plymouth Fury. Mm-hmm. Um, which George LeBay is selling for his brother who passed away. Now we're going to pause. Okay. In the movie, Christine is evil right from the assembly line. Right. Which is funny because it's all cream, cream, cr- red, cream, cream, cream. Yeah. Cream. Just kind of funny. The thread one's the one that's possessed. Um, in the book, it is Roland LeBay, George's brother, who is so overcome by his obsession of Christine and his love for Christine that he forsakes his wife, he forsakes his daughter, who all die in the car. That part is the same. Um, Stop calling me. Um, That he almost becomes evil. Like, he lets this evilness control him. And it, it, it moves to Christine. So while he's alive she's evil like his spirit lives within her and she can regenerate but when he dies she dies like her spirit dies okay. so that's why she becomes this rusty bucket of bolts you see okay uh, but when arnie because in the movie too arnie buys her and restores her he gets roland's spirit within him it's actually roland's spirit evil spirit possessing arnie oh. and that's like christine and that's why she can you know regenerate later that's the book, though. In the movie, it's Christine that's evil. Eh, eh, you know, whatever. And so, so in the movie, Christine's evil is possessing Arnie? Right, correct. Okay. Just like supposedly possessed Roland and probably James Dean and any other driver else it had. Yeah, that kind of whole thing. Right, because he starts dressing like a greaser. Oh, God, he's such a greaser. And that's and that's based on because Christine was made in the 50s. I so. think greasers are so cute, though. I was just, like, loving it. I was I like, do. oh, he looks so handsome now. <laughs> um, so, but headed back to the movie, uh, George has signed his car for 300 but he's going to let it go to Arnie for 250 which in our day would be about $1,000, mm-hmm. which isn't bad for, like, a 20-year-old. I mean, it's an antique. It's not quite an antique. What, what that, Would that be a 2000 Mercury Cougar. Would you pay a thousand bucks for Mercury Cougar from two thousand? If it had a fifty-eight thousand miles on it, would you buy that? I would. I mean, that's a good fifty-eight thousand miles. That's still probably a good bargain. Probably, yeah. Especially if I knew how to restore it, like Arnie could. Yeah, if I if I knew how to restore it and everything, yeah, I probably would. So he buys it, pays cash that he's been saving up for college. Um, takes it home. His parents aren't having it. Yeah, they're pissed. Dennis even tried to talk it out of him, and they blamed Dennis. Like, why didn't you get him out? Like, yeah, he's like, um, I'm not responsible for your son's um, choices. That'd be like Mama Chaos being mad at me for you buying like a switch or something. Be like, I, I, I didn't make this choice. Oh, <laughs> here I am in the background. <laughs> it just doesn't make any logical sense. They blame Dennis for it, right? Um, but yeah, they won't let him keep him at the house. Her at the house. Um, because it's Christine. We know her name now. Right. So she goes to Dar they go to Darnell's Fix It Yourself garage. Yes. Um 
where Jarnell offers Arnie a job. Yeah, he's real weird about it. At first, he's like, I know what you kids are like, blah, 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 hating on, hating on Arnie. And then, and he's like, we're closed. And then he's like, well, I guess, you know, you could clean up around the place and do little stuff here and there, and I'll let you go through the scrap heap and stuff. And so then Arnie is allowed to fix his car there. Mm-hmm. And he pick, collects whatever he wants from it. Yeah. Which it takes less than a month for him to get that thing in pristine condition. Yeah, I know. Which I think the first time it really is him putting his blood, sweat, and tears into fixing it. Later we find out she could fix herself, evil bitch. But um, for now it's, you know, him, fix, you know, putting all his money into it. And you don't really see him a whole lot. Like it kind of, this movie kind of skips forward a little bit from there to the next month where you see Dennis on the football field. Um, and you next see Ar- Christine pull up and she's gorgeous. Yeah. And Arnie pulls, gets out. He is already starting to dress like a greaser. Um, and he's got Lee, the new girl at school that everyone wants and no one she said no to no she everyone. She said yes to no one. But apparently yeah, Arnie. Yeah, everybody's asked her out. All the football players, all the, you know, other jocks, all the cool kids. Nobody, she'll say yes to nobody, but suddenly Arnie's got her on his arm. Mm-hmm. Um, it has to be the car. And Dennis is so distracted by this that he gets waylaid. Yes. By the opposing team. It ends Yikes. up in a hospital for like almost a month plus. I'm like, I know. Which doesn't make any sense because he's got like broken ribs and a broken leg. Dude, you can recoup at home. Yeah. They would have bounced you that same night. Let's be honest. Well, back in the day, they didn't bounce you as fast from the hospital as they do now. Still not a month though. Like my mom had a C-section after 36 hours labor and she was still bounced after a week. Like I think broken ribs and a broken leg, you might have gotten like a week. Not a whole month though. <laughs> It does seem excessive. Because he was there for Thanksgiving, which uh, they start at the top of the month, then they go to the bottom of the month, and then he's there like December, too. I don't know, just for story reasons. I guess it worked, because he was out of the picture. Right. Um, but it um, it allows Christine to grow, and um, Lee, who is dating Arnie, can sense the evil. Yes, she does not like this car. They even, um, after she's ridden in it a few times, I think before she read in it, she liked the car. But yeah. <laughs> but she can also tell how distracted Arnie is with everything and how all he cares about really is Christine. Christine right. And they're at the, they, they go to drive-in one night, and um, they have this fight about Christine. Mm-hmm. And Arnie goes outside to fix Christine's windshield wiper, and... All of a sudden, Lee starts, the car starts playing music, and Lee starts choking on a hamburger. And the locks automatically click, and no one can get in the car. Yeah, nobody can get in the car to save her. Choking? What? What? That's how LeBay's daughter and wife died. And then, well, he killed himself, but that's a whole other story. But Oh, they choked to death? That's what he... They, I thought they were what, in an accident. No, that's what um, George says, is that his wife and his daughter choked to death. Now, they said that the wife killed herself, too. I don't remember from the book because it's been... So, we probably should say this, too. You and I haven't seen this movie since the 80s. Right. I haven't read the book since the 90s. So, I can't remember how the wife died, but I'm pretty sure she killed herself. But, yeah, the the kid choked to death in the car. Okay. Uh, Lee's choking to death. Luckily, the neighboring car saw it, was able to get her out. Yeah. the Heimlich. Fortunately. Um, But, yeah, she's about ready to break up with Arnie over this. Yeah, I would. He didn't even help. 
No. And then he yelled at the guy because he thought he was trying to get a feel and not giving her the Heimlich. Idiots. Right. Yeah. <sighs> well, he parks Christine that night in the garage and Buddy and his morons get in. Yes, they do. And this is the grease lightning scene. <gasps> go grease lightning, you're burning up the quota, man. Grease lightning, go grease lightning. That's all I care to sing. Okay, well. <laughs> they rip apart this car. They even shit on the dashboard, I think yeah, they said. they shit on the dashboard. But they smashed this car to smithereens. It was so hard to watch. Well, it was, you're a car lover too, right? I love cars. Now, I'm not a gearhead. I can't fix a car to save my life, so don't at me. But I love I love old cars. And to watch this one be completely destroyed just hurt my heart. They went through 28 vehicles. Oh 28 Plymouth God. Furies, I should say. No. Two were still standing. In good shape when this movie was over. Oh. And they did different things. So, like, some were, like, stunt pieces where um, they kind of, like, just made it as cosmetically as, you know, as they possibly could. Uh-huh. And some were show pieces. Okay. Um, uh, and they blacked out the windows in all of them. Uh-huh. Um, which the Plymouth didn't come like that. But they did it for aesthetic reasons in this movie so you didn't know if arnie was driving it or if it was the car possessed well oh, plus okay. it hit the stunt driver when it was christine the car being possessed. right yeah so, um but yeah i just had to put that in that there was 28 <laughs> yeah but yeah that was one of them being destroyed right there poor car poor car i, I know some of them were they were headed for demolition anyway because they were old and crap and they just kind of did a paint job on them and mm. But still, it still just hurts. Yeah. A little bit, so. But yeah, Arnie sees it would lead the next day, and he... He is just devastated. But he knows who did it. Oh, we all know who did it. Dogs know who did it. Yeah, I was going to say. The one that he got expelled from school, maybe? Just the thought. Maybe just the thought, yeah. Um... So while he's out running errands for Darnell, after Christine, well, Chris, he goes to her and he's like, what does he say? Like, repair yourself? He says something and all of a sudden she does. She starts repairing herself where she, the dents come out and her glass is new again and she's able to like totally regenerate her body. Yeah. She just completely, it's like, I think they must have, well, I'm sure they must have um filmed the smashing and then done it re- like done it reverse slow mm-hmm. motion to uh to get it like that but she just completely undents herself and is sparkly new again Makes sense. well she on her own starts going after the gang like she yep. kills moochie first she runs him down and crushes him into a wall which i love that scene because um that car is made of like foam oh, and really? rubber the front end was to to make that effect and yeah he's like he's just like crushed right into the wall it's pretty great by jonah hill 80s dime store jonah hill um and arnie's really happy about this he goes visits uh dennis in the hospital tells him moochie's dead and he's even being more of an ass like you could see the progression of dennis 
sorry, Arnie rather, like he does stops wearing the glasses. His skin clears up. He's wearing nicer clothes. He's more of a jackass, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but he's like so excited that that Moochie's dead. Yeah. Nice. Real nice. I mean, I get it that these guys probably bullied him his whole life, but to wish death on somebody is yeah. kind of going too far. Well, this this Junkins, um, this is when we meet Junkins, Detective Junkins, too, at this point, mm-hmm. because the body, the paint transfer onto the wall in Moochie matches the paint on Christine. Mm-hmm. And he goes to investigate because he's heard from Lee about how fucked up the car was, and all of a sudden, the car's beautiful. Yeah. The car's fine. Right. Um, so he starts digging his nose in a little bit, but then it gets worse. So the next night she goes to seek out Buddy and Vandenberg and Richie. And she is following Vandenberg, and, uh, sorry, Buddy and Rich. She's following them. And they lead to the gas station where Vandenberg was working on another car. She mm-hmm. rams into their vehicle, which is, what is it? What is kind of vehicle do they have? Is it a Challenger that they have? Uh, it's I know a, Dennis has a Charger. Charger, yeah. Um, I don't know what kind of car it is. Okay, it's a beautiful vehicle. Yeah. Um, but they destroy. she destroys that car. Then there's gas everywhere. She lights the fucker up. Mm-hmm. She, like, she rams into Richie, like plows into him, and like explodes the gas station where Vandenberg and Richie are at. Yeah. And Buddy's like watching it and just Christine rolls out all on fire. Yeah. And he just starts running and she's like she's doing the slow Michael Myers yeah. walk behind him. We've got Michael Myers the car. <laughs> it's pretty great since both are by John Carpenter. He's like oh yeah. I said I did there. I'll just do that in car form. Yeah. Then she just runs him over and lights him on fire. It's pretty great. Uh, but she goes back to Darnell's, and Darnell's like, he knows Arnie's out with his vehicle, so he knows that's not Arnie. Right. Um, he thinks at first someone's behind there, so he grabs a gun. But then when he opens the door after, you know, burning himself, there's no one inside. Right. So I'm not sure what he thinks then, if he really thinks the car's driving itself, or... But he gets in the car. Yeah. What an idiot. Um, he gets in the car, and in the movie, the car crushes him to death. Like, how does it... Like, it's... Um, it pushes the seat forward and crushes him against the steering wheel? Yes. This is the death. This is... Um, this is... Um, I'm going to say... Uh, I enjoyed this death. I remember it really clearly for some reason. The seat crushes him against the, the drive... Short Steering death, wheel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the book, she goes to his house, rams the staircase till he has a heart attack, and then runs him over and over again. Oh, nice. It's even more fun. But, you know, whatever. Whatever. We can't have everything, so. Um, but when Junkins comes the next day, because they find Darnell's dead body, not burnt. Christine's perfect condition again. Yep. Not a marshmallow roasting in the sun. Just just completely fine. Um, trying to think of what I was going to say here. But Junkins is very suspicious of Arnie. Even though Arnie wasn't there, he's got the receipt to prove he wasn't there. He took uh, Darnell's caddy. And everything's... You know, he wasn't involved, but they're suspicious. 
don't be suspicious don't be suspicious um there's not a whole lot Junkets can do though he you know he's just kind of got his hands tied there's no evidence right he doesn't think Christine could drive herself right or kill somebody herself it could have been carbon monoxide he doesn't you know but obviously crushed ribs and lungs but whatever but we kind of that's like kind of the last we see of Junkins for a while until like the end of the movie um although I will say we'll come back to that um so then you see Dennis and Lee Lee is so suspicious of this car yeah and she gets with Dennis yes now in the book they have a relationship blah 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 but um in the movie it's more like a friendship goals to get rid of Christine right they're they um they know they've got to get rid of Christine they think the, that's the only way that they can save Arnie who I guess they both still care about yes they do still care about him even though he's a complete dickwad at this point yeah, like I mean, it's beyond Roland's he's... spirit is well that's not Roland's spirit is, but it's it's huge with him right now so yeah and he's even more of a greaser like he's full james dean at this point like he's even got the red james dean coat on at the end so right they devise this plan at darnell's with a bulldozer right um dennis waits at the controls of the bulldozer while lee stands uh ready to shut the garage doors so christine can't get back out unfortunately Christine's already in the garage. Yeah. That plan kind of falls. Hiding under a pile of rubble. Like she knew this was going to happen. Or Arnie knew it was going to happen. I think it's Arnie in the car at this point. It's Arnie's possessed spirit that's doing what happens next. Where he tries to ram Lee. Oh, yeah. He chases uh, Christine and Arnie chase her around the shop trying to ram her. Dennis is protecting her with the bulldozer as much as he can. Um... But instead, um, Christine uh, crashes into Darnell's office, isn't it? Yes, she crashes through Darnell's office. Arnie um, is thrown through the windshield, and he is impaled in, in he is fatally impaled on a shard of glass. I can talk. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm trying. You're trying so hard. You're trying so hard. I'm trying so hard. I'm trying so hard to keep a microphone still because every time, like, I don't, the microphone makes little tap, tap, tap noises on the audio, and it's really freaking annoying as the editor. Tap, tap, tap. Tap, 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 tap. Yeah. Um, I'm going to pause here before we go. So Arnie dies. Yeah, Arnie dies. Um, So I'm going to pause for a second in the movie and go back to the book. Um, the body count total in this movie was eight. Arnie's the last one to die. Um, in the movie, Arnie, uh, Christine actually kills Arnie's parents and Detective Junkins. You don't see that in this movie, but it's a little bit higher of a body count because Arnie's parents are dead. Oh, wow. And Detective Junkins dies too at the end. Um, and then you actually get more, um, There's a member of the gang that you don't see in this one that um, exists in the book that wasn't killed with the rest of them. He moved out of state, but then he's later killed in a hit and run knowing that, you know, it's kind of like the way you know that oh, Christine's really alive. You know, it's kind of like, uh. and, 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 uh, like a hint to that. So 
Um, there's a little bit higher of a body count in the book, which I love a high body count. Uh, we know you do. Know. Um, but in this point, at this point where Dennis has got her, um, and he keeps trying to drop the... It's not a crane. What the fuck is the front the front end of the bulldozer? The dozer part or the bull part? What part is that? The bucket. Is that the bull or the dozer? <laughs> I don't know. You're looking at me like I'm serious for a second. <laughs> so he keeps trying to drop the bucket on and it crumples, Christine. But then she regenerates right underneath <laughs> over and over again. Yeah. They have to like run it over with the cat a few times to kill her so that she's like to kill get her so fast that she can't regenerate yeah and they finally yeah that's what they finally do is just drive right over the fucker yeah and the next scene you see it's it's you know it was nighttime when this happened it's morning and you have like a fucking cube of christine like because it's been through the um the crusher yes compactor crusher and then the compactor Mm -hmm. and she's all compact into this cube and you see junkins there with lee and um Dennis and they're talking about how you know we wish we could you know real heroes would have saved Arnie and then, yeah know. Arnie couldn't be saved people he was possessed he was possessed and it's not like you know once possessed never possessed again you know this isn't bezel buff right. whatever he was possessed he was never going to be unpossessed by this car right as long as Christine was a chunk of metal He's going to be possessed. Right. Probably would have tried to rebuild her from that cube. Let's be honest. Yeah. But like, we could take this apart. It's like, it's like a jigsaw puzzle. We'll put it back together. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, and so, yeah, Arnie's dead and Christine's a cube. And then, but at the very end, you can um, see they, they zoom in on the cube and her girl twitches. Right. And, um, and then George Thorogood bad to the bone starts playing in the background of course because every bad movie has that song in it that's the first well it's the first song that they play at the start of the movie too when she's on the assembly line so i mm-hmm. guess it's like kind of framing the movie yeah with a bad Full song circle. <laughs> framing the movie with a bad song what's bad to the bone is an awesome song it is overused i didn't say that overused. but yeah um so I will say how this this how how it differs from the end. I'm gonna go back to the book just for a little bit, um, just because I like the way the ending is in the book and what Stephen King's idea behind uh, this the ending was. Uh, Dennis and uh, Arnie actually used to work in a construction crew. That's how they earned the money for Christine. That's what they did all summer together. Oh, okay. And that's how Arnie used to know. Like Dennis knew how to drive a bulldozer. He already knew how to drive it. But at the end, it's not a bulldozer against Christine. It is actually a um, um, septic trunk named Petunia. It's a pink septic truck. And Stephen King liked it, the final battery because it was two ladies duking <laughs> it out at the end. And I mean, I know that's directly from Wikipedia, but that's the idea behind it too, is that you got Petunia, this big pink truck, and Christine, this red evil little shit car, and they're like fighting it out. So, yeah, I was kind of sad that they didn't use the pink septic truck, but I, I get where they're like, where do, where do you find a pink septic truck just hanging out in the, yeah, right. the junkyard? You know, I get it. So, um, but yeah, so that was the ending is different. Oh, like I'm gonna have to. Re- I'm gonna have to read that book. It's a good book. It really is. Like it's. Uh, it's not Stephen King's best book. 
Mm-hmm. But it's a good read. And it's a fast read, too. Okay. It's like um, it's like a Firestarter where it's a fast read. So, mm-hmm. yeah. It's an entertaining read. Like Carrie. Yeah. Like Carrie, I can read in a couple hours. Like, right. Super easy. So, anyway. Um, but that is the end of the movie. And that's my little trivia on the movie and the book. Um, what were your thoughts? Now that we um, got to the end. Oh, my gosh. I love this movie. Um, tell me more. I know. Sorry, I was <laughs> I was trying to see if I could find any more trivia in Wikipedia or something. Oh, but, okay. Um, I love Arnie. He played it so well. I think he played his his um like his going from just like little nerd to like possessed greaser really well. <laughs> Um, I liked the deaths. The deaths were good. Uh, they were creative. They were interesting. Um, I love how the Stephen King stuff from the 80s always has fire involved. Yeah. Like Carrie had a gas station on fire. Yeah. There was fire at the prom. Fire and fire starter. Fire and Christ- I mean, there's always fire. There's always fire. It's a man after my heart. <laughs> there's always fire. I just, it's a simple movie, but I find it very entertaining. Um, it's just like, what if a killer car went on the, came on the loose, you know? It's just very simple, but, but interesting, too. Like, what if a sentient being, wait, uh, an inanimate object could become a sentient being and then kill people? Yeah, sentient like and serial killer. <laughs> what is that? Like Maximum Overdrive's pretty it's not the same, but it's pretty similar, you know? Yeah, pretty similar. The idea behind it. So and there's actually um there's an homage to that where there's like a green glow around Christine, kind of like the green Yeah. Or, yeah. So kind of the same uh what do they call that when they're part of two fandom? Like uh Like a crossover? No, 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 like um um, same dimension almost same oh same universe same universe thank you I don't know why I couldn't think of that word for a second it's like almost like they're from the same universe yeah right you know, probably they are sides of the country so. I think um, Stephen King does usually set all his stories in the same universe that makes sense so from what I understand <laughs> I mean I let's see I saw it I said it was entertaining what else I I don't know why this movie I like the car itself is such a pretty car. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's such a beautiful car. I love I love for Junkins that they used the Plymouth Fury too. Just like twenty years later Plymouth Fury. Yeah. Just kind of funny. It's like, oh, same same car. Just yeah. Granddaddy of it. Yeah, that was funny. Grandmama. Um Um, the casting was good. And it was just a fun story. I definitely want to read the book now, knowing what I know. And, um, yeah, that's what I thought. Nice. Yeah? Um, I have to separate the book and the movie. I have to. It's like Carrie. I have to separate the book and the movie. You know, Firestarter, I have to separate... Oh, that's hard for me in Firestarter, but that's all their story. Do you ever do Firestarter for this yet, or no? Do we ever podcast Firestarter? I thought we did Firestarter. Maybe we did. I can't remember. 
I can't remember either, but I thought we did. I thought, because we did Stephen King of Palooza, and I thought Firestarter was one of them. I don't remember now. I'll have to go look back. It's just more graphic. Just like Firestarter, it's more graphic in the novel. But I have to separate it out. So, anyway. I, as a movie, I enjoy this. I think it's funny. The idea behind it's funny. Um, I like the progression of... Arnie is not just an attitude, but it's also a physical progression. Like so, it's like your mind sees it too. It's not yeah. like you're just hearing it. You're not just like, oh, he's always been a dick. He might have been always, you know. He no, he was kind of like dorky and funny. Now he's suave and egotistical, and um, but you can also physically see it too with his clothes and his hair and his skin and everything else. And I like the actor who plays. I like all the the kid actors, like Arnie Lee. Um, Lee's, Lee's somewhat. But Arnie and Dennis, the main ones, I love them. I wish they had been more stuff later. Like, I'm surprised that Arnie didn't do a lot more later in life. Like, the character that played Arnie, the character that played Dennis. Although Dennis wasn't Top Gun. He was pretty good in Top Gun. But um, I'm surprised, like, Arnie wasn't in more stuff. Like, he went to directing. But maybe that was his love. That's cool. Yeah. I just thought he was a good actor. Just commentary on that. Yeah. Um. So, as a movie by itself, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, comparing the, like if I do not separate it, I have to ask the screenwriter why did you change some of the stuff you did? Yeah. Like it doesn't make sense. Like why why leave this out or why change this? Um, not just not just I get why they changed Christine as a whole, like from her being evil, because then you don't have to go in that whole sub storyline of Roland and blood. You know, it's a sub right. side thing. That's not a big deal. But like the killing of Arnie's parents, the um. The fact that Darnell didn't just do junkyard, he smuggled. He wasn't he was a bad man. Oh. Like he wasn't just a dick to Arnie. He smuggled cigarettes and all sorts of stuff. He actually got uh, Arnie arrested doing one of his jobs. Like he was a, he deserved to die. Like even more so than in the movie. But like why did you cut that out? Like it wouldn't have taken more time to keep that in. Yeah. So um I questioned some of the reasons for that. But no, as a movie by itself, if I never read the book, I did enjoy it. So that's just my thoughts on it. Yeah. Um, oh, now I had something I was thinking of asking you, but now I can't remember what it is. Was it about smuggling? Because I know all about smuggling. <laughs> no, I read that there was a part where Arnie was smuggling for him and got arrested, smuggling mm-hmm. cigarettes. Which, why were you smuggling cigarettes? Uh, 70s, I don't remember. I don't remember why they were smuggling the show. I yeah, I know. Like, it, it was Maine. It could have been because you know another state didn't have taxes on it. I know that's why we go. Like when I used to smoke, that's why I used to go to New York because they don't have certain taxes. They can use cheaper cigarettes. You know, like a lot of people go to West Virginia. And there's no taxes on it, so they'll smuggle it across the border. Uh... So I mean, there is like such a thing even as late as like when I started smoke stop smoking in the late two twenty tens. People would do that shit all the time. Like, it was big in Massachusetts, too, because the tax was so high on cigarettes that you would go to, like, Connecticut or Rhode Island where they didn't have as much tax or no tax and bring, like, cartons and cartons back. Like, it was a big thing. Um, and being that Stephen King does put a lot of his stuff, like, in Maine, which I'm not sure if this one was in Maine or not. I'll have to look it up. But that would make sense because mm-hmm. when I lived in Massachusetts, we smuggled smokes all the time to get away from... The side, the fucking state tax on it, so. Yeah. But I'll have to look and see if this is where this uh took place, Stephen King World. Um, and maybe the movie didn't take place in there. No, the movie took place in uh 
California. But I think maybe the book took place in May, which makes a lot of sense for Stephen King. So yeah, that would could be another thing the screenwriter changed. So and maybe that's why smuggling cigarettes doesn't make sense because in California maybe they don't do that shit. So yeah, maybe not. But they also don't get snow, which for their plot for their timeline of when death happened around New Year's and Christmas, there was no snow on the ground. Right. So it made sense to keep it in California for that reason. So. Yeah. So maybe that's why they did. Maybe there are reasons, I guess I should say. Huh. Whatever. Uh, so what would you rate this? So since we talked about what you like it. And... Um, I'm going to go with a seven and a half. Wow. Okay. I definitely will watch it again. Because I think it's a fun movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I'd buy it. But it's a classic. I mean, it's a Stephen King. It's like, even if it's terrible. Like, I own Maximum Overdrive. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, that is true. I mean, I might buy it someday. I don't know. If it, if I saw it for sale or, like, cheap or something, I'd if buy it. If you do get the special edition, like, 20 deleted scenes on it. Oh, my gosh. There's a ton, shit ton, apparently. So Wow. Yeah. Okay, so note to self, There's, it's worth it to get the special edition. Mm-hmm. I'll have to check that out. Um, yeah, so, so that's what I think. Okay. <laughs> How about you? Um, I'm pretty close here. I'd probably go about 7.133. Um, I think it's funny. I think it's campy. Uh, yeah, I, I probably won't ever buy it. I think I owned it on VHS once, and that was enough for me. And, uh, again, I owned it on VHS, but I haven't watched it since the 80s. <laughs> so I probably bought it when I when I saw it, and then I never watched it again. So, um, But, yeah, I definitely recommend the movie, and I really recommend the book if you enjoy the movie, because you'll enjoy the book a lot more if you like reading. Oh, yeah, I will definitely read the, read the movie. Read the book. <laughs> hey, I read the movies. That's why the closed captionings are always on. Yeah. <laughs> Um, do you want some fan fiction? Yeah. Um, so there is fan fiction on uh, fanfiction.net. you got to go under book crossover, not movie, because, of course, you got to go by source material. Uh, but it is crossed with uh, <laughs> Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Supernatural, Transformers, um, Phantom of the Opera, and my favorite, Buzz Lightyear of Star Command. So go what? make sure to check those out. Okay, wait. Which one do you want to know? Family Opera or Buzz Lightyear? No, I just was going to say that at least, like, Supernatural makes sense. Yes. None of those other crossovers make any sense. I want to hear the Buzz Lightyear, Buzz Lightyear one. Buzz Lightyear? Okay. The only one. One's enough, probably. Um, it was Christine's favorite season anyway. And now that XR was with her, it was his favorite season now, too. Is XR Buzz Lightyear? Is that short? Like, is that like? I don't I know. Have who XR no idea is. what that means. Those words don't make sense to me whatsoever. It said XR, so oh god, again. Is that Buzz Lightyear ship? Maybe it has to be. That's what they can think of because it's a romance. They're on a date, so that's what oh. they can think of. Okay. Her red paint job and powerful build made every other robot's paint jobs and personalities pale in comparison. He showed his gal around the hottest and most beautiful places the galaxy had to offer. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, 
Wow. That's a thing, and I read it, and now I can't get those those seconds of my life back. But at the same time, now I need to see what the, the Phantom of the Opera one is. Phantom of the Opera. The summary is inside. Oh, so click on the title. I feel like I'm doing clickbait here. Uh, summary. In the present day, Eric, who doesn't have a car, now living in a small cottage in Paris, in the Paris countryside, meets Christine. Will it be love? Will it be love? Yes. Will it be love? The, that, no. What? Yeah. No. I guess it's from the fam opera song, Pledging My Love, where I can't help falling in love with you. What? Yes. Those aren't Phantom of the Opera songs. That's what it says. I don't know. Those aren't Phantom of the Opera songs. Hold on. The Phantom of the Opera, Eric, John Carpenter's Christine. Christine, the song, I Can't Help Falling in Love with You or Pledging My Love. Yeah, those are not. They're not no. Phantom of the Opera songs. They're Phantom of the Opera is, songs. Who is Eric? Is he part of Phantom of the Opera? I don't yes, know. That is I've the, never seen the Phantom The name of the, of the Phantom. The Phantom's real name is Eric. Really? Yes. Like Phantom better. Oh, my God. They do end up loving each other. Ew. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm squicked. I haven't used that word in a very long time, but I'm officially squicked by this stuff. It's people. Wow. James Bond fan fiction. It's safer over there. Uh. <laughs> anyway, um, do you have anything else to add or should we get the fuck out? No, I think I'm good. Oh, what was your favorite death? Oh, uh, good call. Um, so many good ones. I really like Buddies, how she does the Michael Myers slow creep on him and that just casually runs over on him and lights him on fire. I do love that one a lot. That's a great one, yeah. My favorite death is... Um, let's see. I'm going to say it's the one where the guy gets crushed in the car. There now? Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah, there were eight on-screen deaths and then three off-screens. Okay. So Darnell's death is your favorite? Yeah. Why is it your favorite? I don't know. It just stuck with me. I just remembered that one best out of all of them. So I get that. Yeah. It's kind of like Final Destination 2 in me. I get it. <laughs> I do. I'm a death that sticks out to me forever and ever and ever. So I get it. All right. Um, should we get the fuck out of here then? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Um, we are part of the Morbidly Beautiful Podcast Network. Morbidlybeautiful.com is your place for all things horror. And they have a great podcast network, which you should listen to. And you can find other awesome shows like ours. We are on the social medias. We are um, we are on Facebook. We have a Facebook community run by our social media maverick called Maverick. We are on Twitter and Instagram and slasher the uh social media site for horror fans um we have merch uh that'll be linked in the show notes and we also would appreciate a review it helps to get more ears on the podcast um uh so review us wherever you listen or you know tell your friends about us whatever whatever it needs to be but we'd appreciate the help um, getting the word out about the show so that's it from me chaos thanks for listening and stay bloodthirsty friends good night from carnage and as always we are filmed in front of a live studio audience of mauling cats Ow. Ow.